Hey everybody, welcome to a Saturday edition of the Twistcast. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Well, it's Saturday, everybody. We couldn't work out our usual Friday. I know it's going to make a huge difference for all you guys listening. Exactly. So big. You're going to get so thrown off. The biggest difference. So... As always, let's get started with the news. Well, Sam, there's intrigue, Ooh. heartbreak. <sighs> what about adventure? And further development. There might be some adventure in there Okay. in the news this week. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Whew. So continuing with the saga of Stan Lee, a judge issues a restraining order to protect Stan Lee from his former business manager. Uh, that, that just seems to get sadder and sadder as time goes on. And not in like a sad, funny way like no it's, it's sad sad just you know? awful just and i mean the, leave the poor man alone yeah i mean he, he's he's in his he's doing his victory lap if you will just just leave him alone yep uh the uh, this is more sad news uh the co-creator of ghost rider gary friedrich uh friedrich i'm not sure Fre- Fredrich Fre- could be uh he passed away from complications of parkinson's disease oh. uh. that sucks um and then another uh, artist and colorist marie severin uh, who's notable because she was a female doing art at Marvel, uh, who worked on Incredible Hulk. Uh, she worked on uh, Spider-Woman, who she co-created. She did Daredevil. She did Submariner. And uh, she worked on Doctor Strange. Wow. She passed away at the age of 89 following a stroke. She did so Jesus. much. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it's really good. It's yeah. all really good. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I quickly just kind of saw something about that in the news. And I was more surprised at the fact that she was like so high up in Marvel in 1959. Yeah. That's... And, that, and that's groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, on the social uh, end. Speaking of the social end, uh, have you guys heard of this thing called Comicsgate? No. Vaguely, maybe? Okay. So... It is a group of people who are just against um, the the advent of social justice warriors or SJWs, mm-hmm. as you may see uh, on the interwebs, um, and like the in the comics industry, notably the the writers and the artists, um, and and this has actually started to impact the big two a little bit because some of those writers and artists are some of the biggest creators in the game mm-hmm. right now. And they've seemed to have taken target at certain people. Uh, I think Dan Slott's actually left Twitter altogether uh, right now. Um, Tom King, they've taken aim at. Like it's it's like a bu- it's a bunch of people. Tom King writes Batman, in case you didn't know. Uh, there's just a ton of people, and it's just it's silly because if you look at comics, especially in Marvel, especially throughout their history, they touch on social justice issues, real world issues, and it just seeps in. So. With with that, and um, also the last story, uh, there's a great documentary on Hulu, actually, that I think it was PBS. Oh, uh, yeah. They developed. Uh, it's all about the beginning of comic books and how it got to where it is today. And pretty much like the, the last two people that you mentioned are in that documentary in our mention are notable sections of it um especially where it comes to the big two tackling uh real world issues so you get to see like how that all started because it wasn't always that way yeah you know so it's just love it that's just a side note yeah check that out if you ever get a chance 
uh, if you have a Hulu subscription. I think they do have like a seven-day trial. Just do that. We're not sponsored by Hulu, but Hulu, feel free to sponsor us. Give us a little money <laughs> I mean, here. Keep this thing we going. We won't say no. Nope. Right. Definitely not. Uh, so here's some uh, encouraging news. Metal. Metal! The series that we talked about on one of our podcasts. I metal. I don't know what podcast. Metal. Uh, what podcast number that was, but go back and listen to that for sure. And then come back and jump back and listen to this point. Um, it will impact the Batman title moving forward. Um, so okay. that's that's interesting, and I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Without you saying that, I just assumed it would be. Yeah, for some it reason, seemed like it was. So it was... they were dealing with a lot, and as metal was running, there was a storyline going on called the War of Jokes and Riddles, mm-hmm. uh, which is a war between the Joker and the Riddler in Gotham, um, and it all happened around the time of Batman's proposal, Catwoman. Uh, you know, I'd actually like to go back and touch on that story because it was going on before we got started. Okay, um, but really good, really deep, Kite Man becomes a huge part of it which blows my mind um <laughs> but you you feel for him man it's just a uh, real big ups to uh, tom king and the writing there uh with tony stark's return iron heart will be getting her own book now hmm. called iron heart that really that makes wow sense. yeah that's such a surprise <laughs> think about that uh a new series called batman in the outside either let me start that over New series called Batman and the Outsiders will be spinning out of Detective Comics, which is kind of like a Batman and Friends type book anyway. That sounds Batman cool. and Friends. Yeah. Very 60s. <laughs> and Marvel will be relaunching the Defenders with the original lineup. Uh, so do you guys okay, want to take any okay, guesses? I'm talking about. Do you guys want to take any guesses about who that original lineup is? Because I forgot about one. Oh, God. Even I, in my I... vast knowledge. So just throw out a couple of Marvel characters. Luke Cage. Uh, no, I was actually going to give you a couple of hints real quick. Okay, the hints uh, would help. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, you talked about one earlier. Um, uh, it was it was about your tattoo. Oh, Doctor Strange. Boom. All right. Uh, another one is. Uh, Wait, are you talking Avengers? What? Defenders. 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 Oh, okay. The original Defenders line. Ah. Uh, so this original Defender is also an original Avenger. Both in the movie and in the comics. Hawkeye. No. Super, he actually has powers. Cap? No. Damn. Uh, who, who has power? Who has power? Not Thor. You're run, quickly running out of people with yeah, actual powers. Hulk. Yes. Oh, Boom. hey. Uh, this one is a Herald for Galactus. Surfer. Silver Surfer, yeah. yes. Was a Defender. Yes. Original Defender. And uh, this one... Uh, can go lives. anywhere in the universe. Just cares about a specific area. Yep, in let me New just York. defend this. <laughs> let me keep this safe. Uh, this last one lives under the sea. Namor. Under the sea. What do you say? You say you say Namor. I said Namor. Perfect. Nailed it. That was it. Good work. Okay. Cool. Yeah. One bad. So um, I'm curious to see where that goes. Under the sea. Under the sea. We're going to pay for that soon if we don't stop. Yes. All right, so let's move on to DCCU and uh, TV. So Bane will be coming in the final season of Gotham, uh, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, ben Affleck wound up going to rehab. Yeah, he did. Which Wait, is obviously what? concerning for his health. I did not hear anything about this. Yeah. Uh, it's concerning for his health as well as his future as Batman, which yeah. is in serious jeopardy. If he's, I mean, he's back and forth at this point. Just fucking quit playing Batman. I yeah, I think he's done at this I, point. I, I love so. I loved your Batman, but you got some real world shit to work out. So yep. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't discount him because of that. Because look at Robert Downey Jr. He was a cokehead before yes, all the he, Iron Man stuff. He'd gone through rehab. True, and process true, true. Not in the clean. middle of it. True. Yeah. But like, there could be a redemption story. That's true. There. Ben Affleck has gone into rehab at least like three times, four oh, times already. He? Oh, never mind then. Yeah. yeah it, it, it should probably be a longer stay. Prioritize your health, not your career. Uh, it's life, life, life lessons. Blah, 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 blah. Life lessons from the Twisted Cape. Yep, there you go. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Hans Zimmer is returning to score Wonder Woman 84, Ooh. which is good because I loved uh, the thematics of the music. In, uh, Hello, my name's Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you want this score? <laughs> yeah, if you really talked like that, that'd be fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> Stereotyping all Germans. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, well, it's, I a, it's a pretty, I, pretty I German, German name. Honestly. The Twisted Cape, we will insult your culture. But not mean it, of course. That's just, Correct. that's dickish. Uh, the Flash casts Ragdoll for this upcoming season. Um, should be fun. Alec jo- <laughs> I can't talk today. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Alec Baldwin joins the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which is being called Joker. And then. As Thomas Wayne. Hang in there. Uh, Era Season 7 needed to clear things with censors, which means they're going to be a bit more adult this time around. Yes. Which makes me feel good because I like it when that show is dark. It's yeah, supposed uh, to be violent. That's, that's, how they, that's how they built it. It needs to be. Yeah. Ollie's yeah. not a happy person. No. <laughs> and he shouldn't be. Speaking of Arrow, the Arrowverse crossover dates are set for December 9th through 11th, starting with The Flash, then Arrow, then Supergirl. And interestingly, it starts on a Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah which is, Supergirl's moving to Sundays now. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I like it, but we'll, we'll see. I DVR it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> then Superman will be in that Arrowverse crossover, and he's bringing along his flame, Lois Lane. Oh, which hey there. Is, I'm curious to see who they cast for that. I was about to ask, did they have anyone cast for that? Like, they never had her cast before. No, no. So I'm curious. I mean, they had her sister cast in the su- in Supergirl, yeah. Um, but nobody cast as Lois, so this, sh- this should be interesting. Hmm. Um, curious about team-ups there, too. Or like a, a Flash Superman race. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Uh, um, big news here. The DC streaming service launches September 15th, which coincidentally is Batman Day. Jesus, that's only two weeks away. With um, Titans launching October 12th instead of at launch, which is a little disappointing, but I guess I kind of understand it because they're going to have don't. so much content on there. Uh, you kind of want to work your way through. But they were like touting titans as like the big like launch title so i know i know well initially no if you if you if you heard it initially they talked about doing young justice at launch which is what drew me in mm-hmm. um but but whatever. since then they've been like saying titans is like the big thing yeah. they're kind of centering this around you're right you're absolutely right also are they going to do a format where they uh Upload a different episode, like a new episode every week, or that are they going to binge that it? Was, that was the next thing I was going to say. Titans will drop a new episode every Friday for 12 weeks. Okay. Hmm. Which, Which makes even less sense that they're not putting it up on launch, because then they can just be like, if they're not finished with the back, you know, four episodes or whatever, I could see why they wouldn't put everything up on launch if they were doing a binge format, but if they're yeah. doing it weekly, it's like, all right, we'll just put up the first episode. Yeah, yeah. you clearly had that one already. They should, go. but that'll give me time to binge watch Batman the Animated Series uh, remastered in HD. Be so um, I'm good with that. Also uh, available on Blu-ray now. That's true. 
uh, but I won't have to buy it individually now. Uh, Doom Patrol, interestingly enough, will spin out of Titans, uh, which should be kind of cool because I know okay. it will include Cyborg. Okay. I'm assuming a different Cyborg from the movies yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk, who uh, has one of the most fun names to say, Tudyk, 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 uh, is cast as the villain, Mr. Nobody, for Doom Patrol. Hmm. From Nightcrawler to Mr. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Len Wiseman, uh, who's known for directing Underworld, will direct the Swamp Thing pilot for the DC streaming service. All right. Um, Brendan Fraser will be voicing Robot Man in Doom Patrol. Yeah, I heard that. Which is kind of cool. I'd, I'd like to see that guy come back. My buddy and I used to, like, we used to leave college one day and then just, like, go back and watch a Brendan Fraser movie, <laughs> like, constantly. Because it was just on. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, just how on, old we are. You turn on TNT or, yeah, it you was, know, TBS. It was we oh, called it Brendan Fraser. We called it Brendan Fraser Hour. It, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah, Fraser he, Hour. He just kind of disappeared from the public eye for a while. Yeah, he had some difficulty. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get into that. Just Google it if you really want to know. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith um, mm-hmm. is going to be hosting DC Daily, which will be a daily news show on the DC streaming service. Okay. Uh, they actually did a live stream just this past week um, where they revealed a whole bunch of this information, which was great. Um, and finally, Alec Baldwin drops out of Joker as Thomas Wayne. Well, Wait. It, it, it was all due to scheduling conflicts. So... Yeah, I, I heard um, that he got casted. I didn't hear he dropped out. Yeah. Oh, my God. We it was just, within, like, a day of each other. I mean, yeah, we just... I mean, within two seconds here, but, yeah, like... Yeah, so, uh, if you were looking forward to that, sorry. Yeah. I <laughs> And when I saw that casting, I was like, oh, wow, that's perfect. And then the next day I woke up and saw, well, that's done. So, but at least it's not for, um, you know, like, artistic reasons, you know. I just don't think, I don't think I'm a, f- a good fit for it. <laughs> lemon. Lemon. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so moving on, uh, the MCU uh, and and their TV stuff. Sad piece of news. A little bit of intrigue. A little bit of heartbreak here. Guardians three has been put on hold indefinitely. Mm-hmm. They've told the cast and crew that they can look for TV and shows to be a part of while they look for James Gunn's replacement. That's frustrating for me. Wow. Um, and then I also saw uh... that th- this whole thing could be affecting the outcome of Avengers 4, which still doesn't have a motherfucking title. Yeah, I, Could you just drop it on me, please? Man. Just tell me the title. You don't do anything else. Just just do something in New York City. Unveil it with a giant banner. Avengers 4, uh, whatever the hell it is, and then walk away. You don't even, I can the, Let me speculate for the next six months. The thing about it is they had a very solid format. They had their directors. They had their actors and actresses. And they had their stories. Now that formula is completely messed up. You know, they if if anything from the Avengers was riding on um, Guardians Three or vice versa, uh, that is just all out the window now. So they they kind of I think they had to scrap quite a bit. And I wonder what kind of position that put the Russos in. I did hear that they did do some reshoots for Avengers Four recently. They're working. They're, or they're continuing, continuing right it. now to include more Panther and Wakanda. Yes, yes, uh, that was in here as well. Thank you for getting to that for hey. me. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so I feel on. like all these times you say that you appreciate us bringing up things before you bring them up. You're really just like seething inside. Yeah, I yeah. really am. Uh, <laughs> I did so much work to get angry and then i see the story the headline story the story i didn't even read just the headline like three hours ago and now like, i act like i know a, what i'm doing like, I have like i'm like the human torch when he gets mad and like fire wisps out of his eyes that's what's <laughs> happening when you guys do that just so you know uh 
So I feel the heat. The heat so between me since, and since you decided you. to upstage me, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Uh, the Disney streaming service uh, will officially be called Disney Play, uh, which will likely launch fourth quarter of 2019. Now, we are not a Disney podcast, uh, but this affects us because it will include all 2019 theatrical releases like Captain Marvel, which uh, will be interesting. Hmm. But I know there will be no R-rated content on there. So, so that no makes me Deadpool? curious about the Netflix shows. And Deadpool. Uh, yeah, of course. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, weird. Uh, we talked about it before, but it's official now. Spider-Man Far From Home is officially scheduled for July 2019. Uh, Tom Hardy has signed up for a Venom trilogy. Uh, really? So it's a yes. little ambitious, given that they don't even know how the first one's going to go. That is very surprising. It is, but we'll see. I don't know that there are that many intriguing Venom stories worth converting to film. I think Lethal Protector is fantastic, uh, but we'll see. Here's- Especially with no Spider-Man. Like, that's where that's so good because you have a built-in antagonist, for depending on your point of view, and you don't, you don't have that. Well, here's, here's what I foresee happening. Um, after this Venom film, Venom will be able to become a part of the MCU and just buy it back Disney <laughs> and one of the one of the Venom films will be a Spider-Man Venom movie that would be I, I can badass. see that happening in the mean like in the coming years Sony and uh, Disney come to a deal and they're like okay fine we can finally merge these two again right yeah that, it, uh, that's really the only way I, I see that working I mean you could come up with a very compelling story go off comic use some for source material but, like you said, having Spider-Man in the mix with Venom is obviously the most compelling. Yes. So, having that happen would would very much work for them. Now, that said, maybe I spoke too soon because they've done a lot of, like, like back work with working symbiotes into the Marvel Cosmic Universe. Yeah. So, there could be, like, a symbiote-driven story. Um, or, I'm sorry, did I say symbiote? I meant symbiote. Fuck you. Uh <laughs> that's why I do it. By Quaker that's Oats. A, that's honestly the way I do it. Just had some this morning. Ugh, love it. Uh-huh. Steel cut, bitches. So, <laughs> oh, that's nice and chewy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. End of the day. Uh, this week marked the 20th anniversary of Blade. And as an offshoot, I hear Wesley Snipes may be working on a way to incorporate Blade into the MCU. No way. Yeah. That could be crazy. Dude. To, to be honest, I've never seen any of the Blade movies. I've oh. heard I've heard they're very good. I've been meaning oh, to go and watch them. I just haven't. The first two. Yeah. The third one, look, you can watch it if you want to. Get really baked and then watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> because apparently Wesley Snipes was completely fucking baked the entire time he filmed that oh, movie. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a rumored Avengers 4 with no subtitle uh, drive, uh, trailer dropping in November. I will believe it when I see exactly. it. Exactly. I agree. I just thought I'd at least throw it your way. God, that'd be a dick move if they waited until the trailer to reveal the actual name of the movie. Right? But they probably would. Yeah. They would. Uh, Melissa Rosenberg, who is the showrunner for Jessica Jones, is leaving after this upcoming third season to go to Warner Brothers. Forget this. An eight-figure salary. Oh, my God. So I'm imagining they're putting her in, in charge of a DC property. Man, if you're going to do that, at least Warner Brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see what you did there. Working on dead jokes already. That's uh, good work. Uh, 
All right, let's hop into some video games real quick here. Yes. Uh, Kevin Conroy wants to make another Arkham Batman game. Hell yeah. I'm in. I mean, I would love to, but it's all to Rocksteady. If it's not produced by Rocksteady at this point, I agree. I don't know if it'd be worth it. But that voice actor. Rocksteady said that they're done. Like Arkham Knight, if you guys played Arkham Knight, it's a clean ending for the series. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they do a Batman Beyond game. That would be interesting. Yeah, he could actually be technically involved in that. Uh, the Spider-Man game yes. is clocked in at about 20 hours, so enjoy next weekend, kids. 20 hours of what? Story. Just, just, just story. Just, that's not like exploration and collectibles and stuff or main, side missions. That's just main story. Main story on normal difficulty. So... There's that for you. <laughs> you guys, if you do any harder, you guys aren't excited for that, are you? I mean, I don't. Oh fuck no, no, not no, at all. No, it's full. It's not like I haven't been bugging my coworkers about this, for, this. Ye- for weeks now. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> not uh, like... Speaking of that Spider-Man game that we have absolutely no interest in, no. Uh, there will be more game content coming in October, including even more story, enemies, and costumes. Wait, why didn't they just release this? With the game itself. Look, there was a whole bunch of uproar on the internet about that. Speaking of which, Jesse, you said something about <laughs> up, uh, internet uproar about Spider-Man earlier. Yeah. yeah, so basically there was a big controversy going around that they're calling the puddle controversy. Puddle? Yeah, the puddle, like an actual puddle of water. Um, so some of the footage that they released during E3 had these really high, defini- high definition graphics, um, some excellent lighting on the water that were inside some of these buildings. And so they recently released a little bit of gameplay footage um, within like last week or so of the same area, but now there was less water, less texture, and less lighting. And a lot of people were getting frustrated, like, this isn't what you showed us at E3. Right. But like, the game was still in development at that point. It was currently the final stages of development, but it was still in development. Things were bound to change. Yeah. So I, I don't personally understand why people are getting upset about a game well, they haven't even played yet. Question, though. Uh, so you told us about this right before the podcast started. I saw the images, and yeah, there there is a definite um, you know contrast between the two images. However, two puddles. Two, Call it what it is. Yes, two puddles. puddles. Well, well fair, lighting, it was like the, the lighting, lighting and the background effects I know, I know. and stuff. But so. I just love how they focus on the puddle. Yeah. So that that being said. I wonder if they ran into an issue where does the PS Pro, PS4 Pro, um, it obviously has way more capabilities. Uh, can it render things much, much better than just an ordinary PlayStation 4? So it depends on the game. So far, all of the Pro-enabled um, games let you either render things in 4K or at 60 FPS. Okay. I don't know if this game is going to be a 4K 60 FPS. BS combo. I don't know if the pro is even capable of that. Combo. So you may have to do either 4K or the 60 FPS. So depending on what you choose, it might change how it looks. And and that's exactly what I was alluding to. I, I wonder if um, those two images are the difference between 4K and just 60 FPS. Maybe. It could be. I'm not sure. Because I, c- I can see the the PS4 not non-pro running into rendering issues, you know, with things such as the lighting, which is exactly what it would run into. Like, it's those types of things, like those large environmental, like, scale effects 
that yeah, and are... that's, that's what the pro excels at. So but we'll find out in six days. Yeah. As of time of recording. So I think people have just seen these images and blown it out of proportion. Yeah. Like I think like the best headline that I saw out of this whole controversy was you're complaining about a game you haven't even played yet. Right. Yep. Yep. So which is it's just like shut up, you guys. Just let it go. Shut up, Meg. On National News. All right. So we are done with the news, but we hate doing this. We really hate doing this in the Twisted Cape. Love but, doing it. You know, <laughs> we have to retract a statement from a... I don't know if I would say fully retract. Okay. So last podcast, we had talked about an upcoming Avengers game since we're sold kind of on the video game mentality. And that it was potentially being developed by Square Enix. Mm -hmm. And I had said that I did not have much faith in that because of other titles of Square Enix. It I, does, think, we, it I doesn't, think we all... It doesn't seem like it would jive that well. Right. Right after the podcast and even a few days after, I started like thinking about all the games that Square Enix actually does. And they do stuff like the Tomb Raider games and uh, the Just Cause games. So they, they have action experience. So maybe they can surprise me. It's still probably not the developer I would have thought of. But just want to throw that out there that, okay, Square Enix, you can try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, so after that retracted, semi-retracted statement, um, we are going to take you guys back a little bit and talk about... And talk about the previous season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because we actually never got to that. No, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, we've look, we've been rocking and rolling through a lot of different stuff. So want to make sure we touch on a few things here. Uh, so I'm going to just take you back and just briefly recap what happened on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this, pre in this past season. Uh, so this season was split in uh, two pods, what they, what they referred to as two pods, which they did the season before. Season three, I believe that was. This is season four we just dealt with. And in that season, they did um, Agents of Hydra. Um, that was Ghost heavy. Rider. That was heavy. Ghost Rider and... Uh, the uh, simulation. Yeah, that was Agents no, of that Hydra. Was Hydra. That that's was right, Hydra. Yeah. Um, oh, the um, Androids. Yeah, yeah, LMD. That's yeah. what it was. Thank you. Um, so this one they just did two, and they didn't officially name them, but you could tell it was two very distinct storylines. Uh, so the first um, like part of the season sees the S.H.I.E.L.D. team transported to a future in which the Earth has been destroyed and humanity has been enslaved by the Kree. Um, the Earth has been destroyed by something or someone referred to as the Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, in the second half of the season, they prevent they work actively to prevent that future in the present uh it's time travel so this is gonna be a little confusing so i'm sorry for that um uh, in the end of the season um kind of meshes them in together with uh infinity war and affects the team uh forever basically going forward so i have this broken out into two different conversation sections the first one i called thoughts and prayers uh the second <laughs> one i called hopes and dreams uh so thoughts and prayers first um it's, so from here on, spoilers. Just so you know. So don't listen. No, uh, stop, stop saying that. that. <laughs> Jesus, L watch the season. Stop listening for then now. Listen. Then watch it and then come back. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for correcting me, guys. You know. God. All right, that, that wasn't on purpose. So, first off, I'm gonna say pour one out for my homie Fitz. Uh, it's been real. I love you. Uh. Uh, and, and like one of the things about that show that I love and simultaneously hate 
is the torture that they put us through with Fitzsimmons. Yes. Do you think that um, his death would have been more effective had they not gone with the uh, the whole Hydra line and like his whole mental break during that the last season? No, I think it's actually cool because he needed redemption and he found it through this season. I think. That's true. I, I thought it was an odd choice that they played um, Redemption Song um, during his death. Yeah, that's kind of funny, right? Redemption Song. <laughs> so a little on the nose there. <laughs> All right, let's stop before we have to pay for that one too. Uh, yeah, so I thought I thought it was sad. It was a little bit heartbreaking. Um, like it was tough to watch. Uh, Mac, who he had, he was like really good friends with, Mac. and then not good friends with. <laughs> and then uh, sounds and then, like she has like mac and cheese in her mouth, <laughs> you know, Mac. <laughs> yeah, they picked the worst name for that girl to, to possibly mm, say bacon. Like no, I do love bacon and mac and cheese. I do too. So good. Um, but to have him and uh, who was it? Was it Yo-Yo with them or was it May? I don't remember who was with them when he died, but it, it was oh. tough to watch. And then to watch them have to tell uh, Simmons about his death, who he just recently married. Listen, if you get married during a season of a show, chances are dead. You dead. Dead. So, so yeah, there, there's that. Um, finally, we got to see Melinda May and Phil Coulson get together, which. Which is, I mean, it's been, it's been kind of brewing and it's grown over over time, and it's just like, look, just just sack up and get it done. And we're pretty sure that not in this season, but the season previous, uh, Colson definitely had sex with an LMD man. That's entirely possible. <laughs> and uh, that's entirely possible. Just definitely drank with her and had sex with her. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, are you uh, are you mad about that though? I mean, if you if you had a perfect copy of. Someone else. I mean, if you like cold cuts, I mean, I guess that's... <laughs> that's well, good. Well, it also raises the question of how perfect of a copy was it. That's... And the... then that raises more questions that we probably shouldn't be asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if the Japanese are probably going to do it at some point before the rest of the world, I mean, we might as well just start thinking about these things. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of, of Mach uh, and Yo-Yo, they, they saw a little bit of a, a arc throughout the, the whole course of the season, um, put them at odds. Um, she lost arms. Yes. Um, that, that, was, that, that was probably that, the, one of the most heartbreaking yeah. know, parts of the season. Yeah. It was, it was brutal, man. That was tough. Uh, and then she got robot arms, badass robot arms. I, I, I'm sensing a trend here with Marvel stuff, with robot arms. <laughs> Look, don't you want robot arms? I mean, yes. Would but... you give up your arms for robot arms? I mean, quite possibly. Right but... now? Come here, let me cut your arms off. We can go get you some robot arms. I'll just drive you to Marvel Studios right now. We'll give you robot arms. I'm thinking of getting metal legs. It's a risky operation, but it'll be worth it. You've got Yo-Yo. You've got now uh, Misty, uh, Misty Knight. Knight. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're getting us a little bit of theme here. Yeah, well, I mean, look. Everybody wants robot arms. Bio- <laughs> bionic woman. And, like, they, they were challenged, um, especially knowing. like, And they started, like, really testing what was possible here with the... With the, I was in the future, so I can't die. Yeah, I did notice that a lot. I was like, like okay, I mean, the, the future like, can change, you know, you know that, right? Like, yeah, it was like the entire season based around that one fact. I mean, uh, hell, Simmons almost drank hydrochloric acid, which to was his point. She kind of funny. 
No, she didn't. Didn't she? No. No, she didn't. She said, I'm going to lay three out here. We're going to mix them up, and I'm going to drink two, and the third one will have the hydrochloric acid, and I won't. that will be the one I don't drink. Oh, that's drink. right. Yeah. She ended up tricking. And then she ended it. up pouring it out and showing that it actually was acid. Yeah. 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 So they seemed... So there's a couple of questions lingering here. Uh, first, for me, uh, with Deke, did they confirm that it's a fixed timeline or a multiverse? Because... After Fitz dies, we don't see Deke. I don't think I noticed that. I noticed it. Yeah, we don't. So I don't know if he's gone or they just were just like, fuck you, we're not telling you anything. What if um what if Fitz and Simmons boned in between? And she's already pregnant. Yes. See, that would make sense, except that he's told stories about interactions with his grandfather. Huh. Yeah. Because that's how he got the one knife that he showed Fitz. And he was like, how did you get this? He was like, you're my grandfather. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if that actually, if it's not a fixed timeline, then it would make sense that he would disappear. And No, no, no. If it, if it is a fixed timeline, it would make sense that he'd disappear. If it is fixed, then Deke would still be there. Yeah. If it's fixed, then he's still around because the events are going to unfold that way anyway. So if it's yeah. not fixed, then it can change. So if it's not but fixed, no, because because if it was a multiverse, he would he would still be there, because that future is one that isn't possible. Then we're calculating. Hold on, time travel, man. I know time travel. All right, so I, we we have not done enough drugs. This is for why this. whenever you do any sort of time travel stuff, you need to establish the rules up front. What can and cannot happen? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, just just guessing that. Fitz dies and Deke does not end up existing. That isn't that essentially what he wants, though, because the world ends up being a better place. Technically, it I does. Suppose. You know, but it all it all really Sucks depends. That you don't get to live exist at all ever. It all really depends, though, on whether or not Deke existing was the critical factor that causes the Earth to explode and whatnot. That's mm. all that it comes down to. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't think that was the case. So he would have just been wiped out of existence for nothing. But then he would like, so it's super confusing because then he technically would not have come back in time. Exactly. At all. Like it's just, so the earth would have blown up anyway. Yeah. So it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. I, I love and hate time travel at the exact same time. And like they said toward the end, like, Oh, well, Fitz is still floating around in space because he froze his body prior to that bit before traveling through time twice. So, like, we could go get him there. <laughs> Technically, you could. But then that raises more questions, like, how does Fitz end up in the future again, then? Cause... But Fitz wouldn't need to end up in the future because they've already stopped that future from happening. <sighs> you see what time travel does to us? It makes us think. It makes Jesse hit his microphone stand. Uh, <laughs> makes it horrible for the sound editor, me. Uh... <laughs> you don't sound bitter about that at all. No. <laughs> Not one all. little incident. <laughs> Yeah, I said that about spilling strawberry fucking margarita. I still hear shit about that. Yes, you do. I because think I about that. Finding okay? strawberry margarita. <laughs> uh, so it was just, uh, and Coulson was also fairly interesting. Uh, yeah, what did you think about the the whole entire, um, you know, let Coulson die or keep him alive? What camp were you in for that? I was for in the, the uh, let Coulson die. Like, if you know that's the one surefire way to not let the future happen, yeah, and he was willing to do it, 
then so fucking do it. <laughs> it's weird, right? So, so it, it it's in universe and out of universe, right? Because I knew out of universe that they were talking about ending the show with this season. So, and they had a good ending for it. Like yeah, it seemed like it could have been a perfect were, series finale. There were the season finale as a series finale because we had no idea. So if he died and the show was over, I was cool with how they sent him out. If he if the show went on. It's weird for me to have this show without having Coulson because Coulson is my direct link to Nick Fury and Nick Fury is my direct link to the larger MCU. Yeah, the larger MCU. So, like, I'm still holding out hope, maybe foolishly at this point, that there's some kind of interaction that goes both ways instead of just affecting the TV show. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of I wanted him to die and I kind of wanted him to stick around. So yeah. It's weird. Well, it, it definitely would have put them in a in a spot to revamp the series if Colson died. Um, revamp in a way, meaning they would have had to find another way to connect the um, TV MCU to the film MCU. Uh, you know, because they wouldn't have Colson anymore. So who are they going to use as a liaison between these two different worlds? Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting. And I would have liked to see that. Because, um, you know, we are going to get our dose of Coulson and Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. And that yeah. would have been like a... Which makes sense that he doesn't stick around necessarily for a little bit. He just kind of passes it off and then maybe rejoins partway through the season. Right. You know, next time around. Who they could have used was Maria Hill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but she's also in Colby Captain Sm- Marvel. True. But Colby Smulders is no stranger to like TV shows and stuff. True, and Maria Hill is did technically run Shield. Um, good not TV, technically. good TV shows, yes, um, for a while. TV yes. shows for a long for a long time until it gets to the last episode, the last five minutes, of the last episode. Yes, and then TV takes a huge but shit. Th- that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. It makes me still. We never I'm still bitter. About that. No still one wants to talk about it. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, Maria Hill would be a, a viable option to. Maybe uses that connection between. Yeah, that's the two. That's, a, that's a possibility. I personally, I think Agents of Shield needed to end. So, uh, look, if you don't have any more stories to tell, yes. But if you think you actually have something that's interesting and groundbreaking, I think these last two seasons were amazing. Uh, for me personally, they split the storytelling up so that it, there wasn't so much dead space um, and filler material. Uh, I wish they had kind of split this one up a little bit more and maybe throwing a third arc in there, but I, I don't, I, I think they did this, this season justice, but I think the last season was the best season that yeah. they ever did. Oh, I yeah. agree. Wait, you mean four or you mean three? So we just finished five. The actually. LMZ, was that five? Four was the so one four. that had the three. Yes, Hydra. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that season. I that think we that was the best that. one. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, when we first start talking about all this stuff and like how much we enjoyed that so that one episode i think it's called like 17 hours or something like that whatever it is it's it's exclusively focused on simmons one of the best episodes in the entire series yeah it's it's a it's definitely a heart heartstring puller because you you know these characters and you know it's not them but you know that they can't help themselves and the whole situation is just completely fucked but you know all right so hopping back into this newest season what would you um, we, we jump into hopes and dreams. Yeah. What would you have liked from this season? What didn't you get? I, I think the biggest thing is just the way that they ended the season. It 
was a perfect ending for the show in general that I think they probably should have just ended it there. Like, mm. yeah, if they, they might be able to squeeze out some more stuff out of the show, but I think it was about time that it needed to say goodbye. I think, okay. I think one more season, um, I think you want to see it end with the, the end of the trilogy of, of well, I guess it's a quadrilogy now <laughs> of Avengers. Um, because that's where it started from. If it ends, that's where I want to see it end. I want it to have that natural touch point because it's weird for me to have a big Avengers movie with no connection on TV. That's fair, that, but at the same time, sense. like we had Infinity War now, that wasn't really tying into Shield at all. So well, we're already having a bit did. of a disconnect. There. And that and that was possibly the misstep um, of the season for me because I feel like it it went almost a little too long. Um, you get Talbot just all over the place and get a lot of grandstanding from him. That's like probably the most fillery type material out of that. Um, but what do you think about Talbot's arc during the season? I, I always knew the actor from heroes. So it was always hard for me to like disconnect the two from heroes. And he voiced iron. He voices iron man on the Does cartoon. He? Yes. On the one cartoon. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I kind of get annoyed, to be after honest. After a while, end, yes. I did get a little fed yes. up with him. Um, like, you know, he, he thought he was going to fight Thanos, and it wouldn't have gone well. Um, nope. It was enjoyable. Uh, overall, as a show, that was the part that I was just like, I wish you guys had tightened this up just a little bit. Overall, I think they did a very good job. Um, yeah, there were some annoyances throughout, but... Um, you know, Patrick Warburton being in there really tied it up for me. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So you're stuck in here. <laughs> well, if you just come this way, I'll show you where all the supplies that you'll ever need. That's my uh, Patrick Warburton. That's good. That's good. That was bad. Keep that. It's a South Park impersonation. <laughs> That's what makes it good. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, any any other thoughts on that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season? So, uh, the only other thing I have for you guys is what do you hope happens in the next season? I, I don't even know at this point. Well, like I said, I was kind of hoping that it was going to just kind of rest there. But Here's what I want to see is a dynamic between S.H.I.E.L.D. and who is missing due to the snap. That would be interesting. Just finally connected back to the MCU as a whole in the end. And so, God. Um, so they they have a way to pull people out of these pocket dimensions, right? Like we saw that with Ghost Rider. He was able to fucking come out of this thing, and um, they have the technology to do this. So if there is a possibility where everybody that was affected by the snap is just in another dimension or isn't really dead, I wonder if that's going to be a focus of the next season and how will that affect the chemistry between all the remaining people that are part of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know? Yeah, My only concern is if you do something like that, can you like stretch that out for a full season, though? It's a shortened season. True, but still... like. Can you really stretch it out that long and still keep people's interest for that? Well, see, here's the thing. This is kind of all tying into what I was going to say. I wish the season had happened in between. So you get a view of the MCU in between the snap 
and whatever happens in the currently fucking untitled Avengers 4. We're not bitter about that. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping that it, it incorporates new characters. Maybe just just go for broke. Pull in some of the movie people. Pull in some of the Netflix people. Connect it all a little bit. And just do a really good love letter to the MCU, the fans, um, you know, the, the, everything you have on TV. Um, whether it's connected or not, that's kind of what I see. Want to see and maybe kick it and kill it after the season. Yeah, they yeah. have all the pieces there. It's just a matter of bringing them together at this yeah, point. Exactly. So a lot of potential, a lot of things they could do. Uh, I mean, really, all we have to do, like uh, for every other season, just wait and see. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. Uh, it was confusing at times, frustrating Time very travel. much. Uh, I did like the previous season much better, um, but that's just my opinion. So overall, to kind of wrap this whole thing up, thumbs up or thumbs down on this possible se- this last season? I'd go somewhere in the middle. More on like the thumbs up side, but... Like a, like a three-quarter thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. All right. I would go three-quarter thumbs up. Uh, as would I. Okay. We are all aligned. So definitely catch up with it. I know um, I expressed some frustration with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, not with this season or the last season, but the season before it, um, where Simmons actually is on another planet, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff happens, and it kind of gets really slow for a good chunk of that season. I stopped watching it for a while, but if you're in that same position, I'm going to let you know. You should just keep watching. It gets a lot better. Um, so, yeah. That's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for you. If there's anything you would like us to address specifically um, on this last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the last couple, um, we'd be happy to talk about it. Always Um, drop us a line. We don't bite unless you want us to. Yeah. So uh, just let us know. That's right. And if that is it for you guys, I think that is it for me for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is. It is. All right. Next, we are going to talk about the Avengers, but not the movie. No, the comics. The comic, the what? source material. I know. Word. It's like they get the the material for movies from somewhere else. We give so much love to Justice League comics recently that we figured about time to give some Avengers some love. That's right. That's the truth. So for anybody saying that, uh, you know, we have words, too many words to say about DC and DC comics. Just you wait. I didn't even rip DC today. No. Do you understand how how monumental that is? Because they haven't done anything stupid recently. Eh, that's debatable. They but took a, they took two weeks stupid. off. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we are going to talk about Avengers. Stay tuned. Okay. Now we're back. We are going to be talking about the Avengers as yes. a change of pace because we have been talking about a lot of DC comics recently. Uh, when we have been talking about comics themselves. And like I said, this is the source material for all the movies, all the TV shows that we talk about. Um, so I think it's high time we start talking about the comics themselves. Uh, Mike, do you want to set us up with what we just read? Yes. So we read the first six issues of Avengers, which uh, seems like the logical conclusion of, of the story point. I think there might be a seventh issue, but they're all... It all just runs. Uh, just continuity. And I love that. 
So uh, this takes place post No Surrender, the event earlier in the year uh, that went 16 straight weeks of a comic book coming out about the Avengers. Long story short, the Earth got taken away. There was a cosmic game played. The Earth got put back. Uh, I'm not really going to get into any more than that. If you are curious about it at all, uh, read it. Maybe I'll recap it uh, on the site at some point. Maybe I'll do it on a podcast. You never know. If I'm feeling squirrely, I might just get it done. Um, But at this point, there are no Avengers. There's no official Avengers team um, because they've essentially broken up. And it doesn't seem like Tony wants one either. No, Tony doesn't want one. Uh, Thor definitely does. Everybody does, except for Tony. Cap wants. Yeah, Cap seems kind of on the fence, too. He seems like he's got a little self-doubt going on. No, he always wants to say Avengers Assemble. He loves saying it. It's (laughs) It's like... It's like his catchphrase. It's like everybody defers to him to say it. It's like, well, this son of a bitch likes to say it, so I guess we should let him say it. And we can't do anything until he, he won't. says it. He won't. Like, and everybody just stands on the sidelines. All right, Avengers assemble. All right, let's go kick some ass. It sounds like a college humor video where it's like, you know, world ending events going on, and all the Avengers just are just standing in like a, like one room, you know, like their war room, like talking about what they're going to do. And everyone's like, all right, let's do this. And everyone's just sitting there. <laughs> and Cap is just like not saying Avengers Assemble. It's like and, a... And, and, and there's like a death count and like a TV in the back. <laughs> and it just keeps Cops going up and, up and up and up. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, like the Arrowverse where like nobody does anything in Arrow unless he says suit up. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, what? Just just do it. You just should, go. Just, you just know this. Basic intuition. Uh, so this... Uh, story encompasses a few things. Uh, one, the final host, who are just these giant celestial beings. Uh, I have. It's really like nitpicking. I shouldn't be upset about this, but there's five of them. Why is there? Why are they called the final host? Yeah, I had like, a problem that, with that. That too. bothered me the entire time. Hosts? Would you like hosts? Yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, because that, that would make more sense. There's like five of them. <laughs> Look, man, I don't, I don't get into the, the, the duty of names here. I have nothing. How to hard do is with it that. to take an S onto that? Infinity <laughs> Wars. Now you just pissed me off. <laughs> unless they explained. <laughs> so easy. Unless they explain that all of them are really one being that are just five different things. What if the five of them together are considered the host? That's like, what if those, what's like their group name? But they didn't explain that. I'm just no. saying. I'm just I'm putting it out there. Possibilities. Well, well, that would make sense if they did, but they didn't. Whatever. I'm look, I'm not <laughs> I'm not nitpicking it. You guys are upset about it. I'm sorry about that. Uh got back on track put this put this train back on the track uh and it also includes the um avengers from 1 million bc yeah i did like that that was pretty Which, cool it's pretty Ghost fun on a flaming mammoth yeah yeah that's how does it get better than that so that includes odin uh the phoenix uh there's a black the original black panther um you know the ghost <laughs> ghost rider on a Flaming mammoth. mammoth. <laughs> uh, the, the original Iron Fist. Agamotto was there. Yes, yeah. Agamotto was there. Was it Iron Fist I was thinking about? Uh, there was an Iron Fist there, yes. Okay. Agamotto had some damn fine antlers going on there. <laughs> so uh, that's that's going to be one of the themes of Jason Aaron's Avengers run, where he occasionally sprinkles in story bits of this 1 million BC Avengers Um which is which is interesting because I love I love seeing stories like this that have been told that are being told that have never been told before yet they already happened so 
that's just super fun. And you can tell Odin bears a lot of the weight of the responsibility of this as the as the series goes on. I would love to see an entire Avengers um one million like like a full straight up comic. Yep. And, you know, I think that could possibly happen, depending on whether or not he has lots of ideas for it. You have the characters. Yeah, you really do. Do it. So uh, so what do you guys think of, of this six-issue run? Overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did like the first five issues. I felt like the sixth one was very rushed. It almost seemed like they had a story in mind that got scrapped last minute, and they kind of just threw things together, in my opinion. I can see that. I really wanted to see more of when... Uh... Ghost Rider was in control of like the Unimind. Yeah, that was a super badass moment, they, right? They only had one panel of that. Uh, I did like Ghost Rider throughout this entire thing, though. Like, yeah, his, yeah. They went how, with, how unsure he is about himself and what he can do and everything. So tying this back into Agents of Shield, which is kind of why I did this with these two topics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use Robbie Reyes. Yeah, I really like Robbie Reyes as opposed to Nicholas Cage. Oops, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Nicholas Cage. Or did yes, you I? did. Johnny Cage. <laughs> uh, oh, God damn it. I can't remember his name. Johnny Blaze. Mortal Kombat. Johnny Blaze, yeah. Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I started thinking about Nicholas Cage and it was stuck in my head for... Uh, yeah, so they didn't use Johnny Blaze, which is which is nice. It's a, it's cool to get a different perspective because these characters have different goals and and like like characteristics that, that make them interesting and fun. How did you like how Ghost Rider was drawn? Uh, that's a good question. I thought it was... All right, so can I take a little bit more of a macro view there? Sure. The art in general, what did you guys think? I really liked the I art. I liked it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I generally feel it, a little weird sometimes about Ed McGinnis. It was super consistent. It was. Compared to some of the Justice League stuff that we've been reading, yeah, yeah it was. So, it seemed like they had no guest spots in there. No, none. My, my one complaint is sometimes rendering Tony Stark's face within his armor, it's just... Like the faces were kind of weird. Like not like not Babushka Wonder Woman, <laughs> who will live on in infamy. I don't think anything can top Babushka no, Wonder Woman. No, no. But it was just a little off. Like a little off. Like his faces were just. I don't know. But otherwise, I thought it was really good. I think the design for Ghost Rider was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so the reason I ask is because it it seemed like he was in like. <laughs> A, like a unitard, like a like a skin tight like S and M like black leather. Maybe it was. Don't maybe, you want that? Maybe it was. You don't know what Robbie gets up to. Damn right, it's true. You know, he's just living with his brother, so that would be kind of okay. Weird, now you though. just get it weird. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but he doesn't. It doesn't always mean that he's home with his brother. Maybe he has interests at a club somewhere. He could have rolled I, off I think somewhere. We're you know? getting a little too deep into this right now. Anyway, wait, we're not talking. Wait, this is a podcast about S and M. No, the wrong spot. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I think it's your side project. <laughs> so yeah, it just it just seemed like it was like a really skin tight outfit which I, I mean we're talking about superheroes, superheroes here and it's not abnormal to have that happen uh at all but all right, you it, just it, don't it, like it because it's so, a man that has a skin tight outfit no. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of the fact couldn't that see his package. there's there's some <laughs> it's a real there's some character designs so she-hulk I, i'm sorry from a practical standpoint and i know it's weird to think about this their characters whatever how did her boobs not come out of that shirt because it's just a tattered tank top, and she's massive. Well, you know, that's it's just physics, Mike. N- no. 
She's fight. She's fighting things. I don't understand how. How? Hey. Well, sports bras are the uh, you no, know, the whole not when you transform wonder. from a regular human being. Sports to bras a are nature's wonder. <laughs> Agree, disagree. I'll be honest. I did not think about that. <laughs> I, you know, I only just thought about it now. You can blame Sam for bringing up S and M Ghost Rider. Uh, <laughs> God, we're just destroying this. <laughs> 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 no, but I I did enjoy it. Uh I thought I thought the Thor uh rendering was awesome. Um very consistent with his current title with the metal arm and uh he he's going through hammers left and right in in his current uh run uh, which I highly recommend. I mean, he's written at Home Depot and get some more. I mean, that, well, uh it's written by the same writer, so that, So, do you want to explain that to our listeners? What happened to Thor's arm? Uh so Thor lost his arm in oh god i'm trying to be like pinpoint precise with this um pre-unworthy thor post original sin he lost his arm when he became unworthy okay so how did he become unworthy so nick fury in a storyline called uh original sin whispers something in thor's ear um this takes forever to get to uh but it it eventually turns out that Nick Fury said to Thor, Gore was right, referring to Gore the God Butcher, that everybody is unworthy, um, which makes, which like puts a mental block in Thor's head, and he is no longer worthy to wield Mjolnir. Um, and in reference to his arm, uh, he loses that um, after being unworthy, he uses an axe, uh, and he loses that arm in combat with Malekith the Accursed. So uh, was he using Stormbreaker? Uh, he's using. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Yabba Yorn. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not. You don't speak for, Swedish. No, no they, I, and I they don't. actually they brought that up in in this run of the Avengers. Yep. So, okay. So that's how he lost his arm, and that's why he doesn't have Mjolnir. Um, well, also Mjolnir's gone forever. That's correct. Mjolnir okay. was thrown into the sun with uh, Mangog. Hmm. Of course. Yeah, naturally. Read, just read Thor. It's a huge <laughs> epic, and it's super well written, and it's so good. Just do it. Just do it, please. So, what were you guys' thoughts, basically, top to bottom on on this? Like, what what things stuck out to you? What what you like? What you not like? Um, I'll, I guess I can start. I think for me, I loved the fact that Loki was involved in basically recreating the Avengers again. That's a huge part of his history. Uh, whether you look at comics or whether you look at movies, no matter what, Loki is the main antagonist that that is the spark that sets the Avengers fire, if you will. True, but at a certain point, I also was like, is it a crutch now that you're always leaning on Loki to do this type of thing? Like, Loki always just seems to be there, and I feel like they're relying a little too much on him. Yeah, I, I get that, but I think uh, when you look at, like new people who may be picking this up because remember this is the beginning of a run yeah so you may be a casual movie watcher and you just kind of want to pick up so these are characters that are familiar so i mean yeah, i understand that, that, that makes sense but i understand where you're coming yeah, from yeah i was reading tons it of villains i was reading it and i'm like oh hey there's loki again <laughs> yeah and like it's not a problem but like there are Loki's everywhere at this point. I didn't see it coming, honestly, and... Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I did Well, the only reason I saw it coming is because I saw the covers on the actual uh, yeah. library. I yeah. was like, oh, hey, there's Loki going to come in at some point. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't see it coming, and it was a, a surprise to see him there. 
But once he showed up, I was like, ah, really? You could have like, had anyone do this. Right. You know? I, I, I get where you guys are coming from there. Uh, but I know Jason Aaron, again, writes Thor, so he's familiar with Thor. Yeah. He's familiar it, with it makes sense. He's familiar with Odin. So, so he's like, why not just... Lean a little bit more on like, that. Yeah, yeah. Pull some toys out of the, uh, the old toy box. So one thing I thought was cool, though, at the end, and it was so small, like nitpicky in like a good way. Um, after everything was said and done, there was a line that's like, Loki brimmed with pride... And yeah. was all essentially happy that the Avengers were back together after the entire run being like, oh, you know, the Avengers pretty much suck. You guys shouldn't be here. You guys are all disease. Like, think of Home Alone, um, you know, Buzz, you know, Kevin's older brother. Kevin, you're a disease. <laughs> uh, that's pretty you're much. You're what the French call les incompetents. Yeah. That's essentially Loki to the Avengers the entire run. And then at the end, he's like, huh, well, I've got a boner now that you guys are back together. See, that that makes me think that, one, he had something up his sleeve, and two, maybe he learned something in his time as Sorcerer Supreme. Um, yeah. Because... Good call. I, I, I just think I just think he's he's playing with a lot right now, and it's uh, it's... It's interesting. I'm curious to see where it goes because you can tell there's more. There's more there. Definitely. Jesse, what do you think? I did also like how um, basically anything that Ghost Rider touched turned into like a demon vehicle. Yeah. It's like the tractor yeah. that he had. The demon tractor. <laughs> that was badass. It was <laughs> oh, so cool. I what? read that. I was like, what? <laughs> Even better than the demon mammoth or what was it? The woolly the, mammoth. The woolly mammoth at yeah. the beginning with the proto Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, First of all, if you're going to just accept that there is a dude with a flaming skull, you kind of have to accept that <laughs> everything that he touches that he wants to ride on becomes a demon version of but that But it was just so vehicle. great. I just saw the tractor going. like, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. but I, I do like how just the look of the whole time that he um, basically possessed that dead celestial. Yeah. That just was amazing. The, as soon as like it showed him like fully formed and in control, I was just like, ooh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. That well, was pretty cool. And that was a shame, though, because they, like I said, they only showed one panel of it, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like... They, that, that was like, it seemed like that part was, you know, they figured everything out. You know, they, they're like, all right, um, what's his name, Icarus? Icarus, yeah. So when Tony approached Icarus uh, in Greece, because uh, the Avengers were trying to find out, like, how are we going to defeat the Celestials? And he was just turning to everything he could possibly think of. He goes and he turns to the Eternals and he goes to Greece where he finds them all dead. And the one person who is clinging to life, Icarus, is able to telepathically tell Tony what, like, essentially one hint to uh, defeat the Celestials and that is to become one of mind and once that happens the culmination of that action is within Ghost Rider he is able to, to essentially possess a Celestial and have all the power of all the Avengers, I'm talking Black Panther Doctor Strange um, Iron Man um, Captain Marvel Thor Captain America. Captain America. Yep. 
So he embodies all their minds and all their power. And you would think that on that panel, it would continue on and there would be a huge battle, but it only shows one panel. You know, I'm like, wait, how did this just cut off right here? And that goes back to what I was kind of saying earlier. I feel like that final issue was just kind of like they scrapped an original story and just kind of threw things together and it was really rushed. It yeah. seemed like, like I, th- yeah. I was hoping it would kind of carry on because I, I would have delayed this conversation to get a a final nail in the coffin for this story. Um, but, you know, it didn't happen. Hey, so remember that thing earlier I talked about when, uh, when you guys say something that I was about to say, I get a little angry about I do, it. Yeah. You just kind of did that by talking about the Eternals. Uh, I kind of loved that they started roping in the Eternals and you got some time with Icarus. Um, in addition, I love that it shows multiple corners of the, the Marvel Universe. So you see Gladiator. Uh, they talk about um, things in Hell's Kitchen and... Um, Oh God! I just they have, bring up Conchu. Yeah, yeah. They, do. they bring up they bring up Conchu, like uh, the the temple of Conchu and the which the is Moon Knight. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and, the, and it just it just encompasses a little bit of everything, and it shows that Jason Aaron may have more to do with the entire Marvel universe, not just these six or seven characters. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that Doctor Strange's slot on the team is a rotating slot, so okay. you may get like different characters at different points in time uh just popping on the team popping off because that happens with uh like this particular team the avengers and i think that's a good thing though always I think it's keeping a great it thing. always keep fresh and because after a while getting like the same six people together you, you kind of run out of things to do plus you have to keep in mind he's written you know thor he's written um dr strange so while yes it's nice to have that familiarity you kind of want to challenge yourself a little bit too exactly I like how they brought up uh, Civil War. Yep, in the comic. Uh, so second Civil War. I I forget who who was arguing in the beginning. It was in one of the first couple issues, but Thor, who wasn't present in the movies, uh, or in the actual comic, or in the actual comic, is like, stop your civil squabbling. <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. And I mean, they've referenced that like several times. Like, oh, I've, I've, I understand where disagreements with, with cap go to like Iron Man has said that, um, they make reference to civil war two with, uh, Carol and Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, <laughs> uh, which I think is brilliant. Uh, one of the things I loved, was the the specific groupings of characters so like there, and there are generally ones you wouldn't think about like Doctor Strange and Black Panther mm-hmm. that's a that's a pairing I don't think about often but when it happens it's cool She-Hulk and Ghost Rider don't really <laughs> see that generally often but it's cool every time Iron Man and Captain Marvel talk it's great <laughs> because there's still some animosity between the two and and lastly She-Hulk and Thor because they can't stop making out and that's weird <laughs> And I'm strangely okay with it. You know what? I think it is a very good pairing for those two, though. I agree. Just a, you know, individual opinion. But uh, what did you guys think about the series overall? Uh, I liked it. I think it's a it's a new direction. I think that it's setting up some big things down the road. Um, uh, I, I'm hoping to get some really huge Avengers arcs and big events later on, but uh, I thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. Barring that final issue, overall, positive feeling about it. 
I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go halfway. I think that... I'll give you a halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Looking forward to it. Uh, uh, I would have to say that I would want more backstory um, and more explanation in the issues themselves. Uh, I know that... that You're would limited be... by page count right. and panels and art. Because I, I, as I was fl- grew up quickly like flipping through... You know, there's a lot of really big splash art pages, so that kind of eats up some of your storytelling, like periods. But I, I get it. I, I see it. I like a long story and something that's really well thought Just out. Read a novel, then. That's the only long thing you like. Uh, hey, look. <laughs> look uh, I think I think you're you're right in some respects. Um, I would like. I, I agree with you. I'd like to see that one million BC Avengers team, like almost get its own book or miniseries. Like, I don't need a ton. Just give me a little bit to whet the appetite to tell me if I want more. Well, see, the thing is, at the end of the series, um, or end of this run, uh, Odin, the Allfather, uh, is saying how they don't even know the majority of the sins that they've committed. You know, he just told Thor, like, this one singular story that is, like, so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. And he knows so much more because he fucking did it. So I want to know, I want to follow that story, you know? So I will say I know, I looked at um, Solicit's upcoming comic books for, like, a couple months down the road, I believe November. And I believe there's an Avengers issue that specifically centers on... 1 million BC Avengers. So um, I'm sure we'll be coming back to this at some point. That would be fantastic. So um, if there's anything else from you guys, let's just put a bow on this. Uh, so next time we will do talk about the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Uh, which screw you PS4 people. Uh, maybe you should just get on the winning side. We will. <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should kiss my ass. How about that? Are real. Symbiote. Uh, I'll I'll quickly briefly touch Infinity Wars. <laughs> By the way, read that book. That book is crazy. Um, and I'll quickly do some quick impressions of Iron Fist season two because I know you guys probably won't have watched it because you'll be. Uh, I I will need a break from Spider Man at you? some. I I sh- I mean will no, you? but I will make myself take a break from it and watch some Iron Fist in the so meantime. So we won't we won't fully get into it, but. We'll, we'll just kind of briefly touch on it, maybe post a review, uh, and a mystery topic, which I will not tell you guys about until it's a mystery until the actual podcast. That's a scary thought. It's it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Outside of that, uh, make sure you follow us on social, uh, the Twisted Cape. Uh, make sure you follow us at the Twisted Cape on Twitch. Yes, for that Spider Man. Just set up that account. Yeah. So we set it up specifically for Spider Man. So expect a little bit of gameplay here and there. What is um, the handle for our Twitch? The Twisted Cape. Okay. Literally just the Twisted Cape. The Twisted Cape. Nice. Hi. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by this week. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Everybody, enjoy Spider Man. Be sure and go oh, out and sons of bitches. grab that. And uh, be sure to read Avengers. Uh, also, just a side note, um, this week we actually read the Avengers through the Marvel Unlimited app, or what is it? Is it, is it an app? And, I mean, there's an app, but it's also online. Okay. Uh, but it's their it's Marvel Comics uh, online, digital comics. 
Very, very convenient. So if you have physical copies that you've purchased in the past, you can actually scan a code or type in a code and you can have that available to you as a digital comic. Um, it's just very convenient. You can read it on your phone, read it on desktop. It's awesome. Again, so, not sponsored by Marvel, but we're open to it. Hey, yeah. Guys, you want to kick a little uh, this way? We'll take care of you. Yeah. So it was very convenient for all of us to be able to read the same thing because previously we had had to... Uh, Passing back physical copies. and uh, Which we still have to do for DC at this point. Yeah. yeah. So... Either way. Hear that disappointment in our voices, DC? (laughs) Hook it up, bro. Uh, Very convenient for Marvel, and we thank them for that. So, yeah, thank you for stopping by. Everybody, stay twisted. Stay twisted.